This is taken from John 20, verse 1 to 18. The Empty Tomb Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone from the entrance had been removed. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord from the tomb and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw, he saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They did not understand from scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Jesus appears to Mary Magdalene. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and one at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realise that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. <clears throat> Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabbioni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have yet ascended, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord, and she told them that he has said these things to her. We often hear the phrase, seeing is believing, but can we always believe what we think we see? When you look at Nebu Asifa's paintings, the eyes are what the viewer is drawn to. They direct us to the very moment in time that the artist is describing. In the painting entitled The Resurrection, Jesus appears to Mary as the risen Christ. But she thinks he's the local gardener just pottering around at the dawn, at the break of dawn on that Sunday morning. Seeing is not quite believing for Mary. We can see in her eyes that she's questioning, confused, distracted. Grief is still so raw for her. Sometimes we need time and space to see and know the risen Lord Jesus. And it can be a gradual process, a long journey with many unknowns before the dawn of that inner sight begins to break. On that first Easter morning, when she went to the tomb, Mary was unable to take in what, or rather who, she was seeing. This was a radically different kind of experience. Even when she saw Jesus with her own eyes, she did not know it was him. 
for Mary, it was hearing Jesus speak her name. That desolation turned to joy. Fear and foreboding turned to assurance and hope. She heard the love of Jesus in her heart. For travellers on the road to Emmaus, it was when Jesus broke that bread and gave thanks that they, that their heart that were breaking turned to hearts that were filled with passion to go and share the news that Jesus really was alive. Later in John, we read that Jesus knew that Thomas needed to have the chance to touch the pierced hands before he could truly believe. Thomas wanted proof and Jesus was there to give him that evidence. Jesus is alive and faith tells us that it is a fact but because we're utterly unique he helps each of us to enter into our own truth in a different way. For some, particularly some of our families this week, the work of Nebu Asafa has been a revelation and has opened up scripture to them as they've taken a different painting for each day of Holy Week. And on our altar frontal today, we have the work of Reuben and Clara, who turned these gray chains um, that were around uh, Jesus's hands when he was before Pilate. They ripped them and revealed underneath the color and with these pieces of colour, they've made our cross. It's a sign of victory and not of defeat. For others, it's been the sacrifice of some of our amazing frontline workers, like Caroline, for example, in our own church community, who is living in a bedroom at the moment, apart from our husband, David so that she doesn't stand any chance of taking any bugs or infection into the care home in which she works. This for me is the life and the love of Jesus being lived out. For one family that was uh, talking to me the other day at a distance on the walk, they were saying that uh, working in their garden together and seeing these signs of new life they were an emblem to them of the new life breaking through that dark ground. Things that they thought that were disappeared and were dead were coming alive again. So this Easter, though we are all experiencing life in very different ways, the truth of that event in the Jerusalem garden does not change, but we are being changed. God is patiently awaking all of our senses to the miracle of the empty tomb so that we might not only believe that Jesus is alive but experience his life in each moment of every day. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. <laughs>